So, like, what do we do? You and Raphael cut around to either side. Donatello, try to get to their rear. What will you do, Leonardo? Well, somebody's got to take the middle. Attack! Cowabunga, dudes and dudettes, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Tracks. I am your host, Rob, and joining with me is my little co-host, my little sidekick, Grayson William, who just woke up from a nap as I introduced this show, so this ought to be fun. (laughs) But uh, today we are watching the second episode of the first season, entitled Enter the Shredder. Uh, This is a big one because this is the debut of... I don't remember. I don't think Krang was in the first episode. So this might be the debut of Krang. I definitely know that this is the debut of Bebop and Rocksteady. And, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a big one. I think the Technodrome even makes an appearance in this particular episode. So this episode, uh, and, of course, the entire story arc of the first season was written by David Wise. And it aired on December 29th of 1987. So, Graybug, you want to go ahead and watch this with me? Okay. So we're going to go ahead and click play in five, four, three, two, one, and click. What do you think, Greg? Ah, the intro gets me every time. I know, uh, Graybug, he, uh, he likes the colors, I'm telling you. He'll watch this uh, just for the colors a lot of times. I know when the Nickelodeon cartoon's on, uh, he'll watch that quite a bit. It's between that and Paw Patrol every time. You know, I always wondered when they, when in the intro, when Splinter jumps into that like wooden tunnel, whatever that is. I, you know, I always wonder if some of these clips are actually in the cartoon or were they. Sp- Specifically for the uh, the introduction, because I don't remember seeing that episode. But then again, you know, there's Michelangelo with his swords. <laughs> and we got our turtles sleeping in their bunk beds. You know, I always thought they looked kind of odd without their their headbands on. And there's April waking them up, so I guess she's already comfortable enough with the turtles to kind of hang out in the sewers with them. And Leonardo's already calling the shots. He says, we don't eat till we practice. I don't know if I can practice on empty stomach. That'd be rough. Whew. Especially doing what they're doing. You know, I always thought this part was kind of strange because Splinter's warning Michelangelo about patience. And I'm thinking out of all the turtles, Raph would be the one that struggles with that. 
But you know, they were feeling things out in this cartoon, I'm sure. Indeed. Michelangelo has much to learn about patience. Yeah, you gotta learn to keep cool like the rest Gosh, I always love Pete Renaday's version of, the, of Splinter. Who wants oh, there's our pizzas. Hey, cornflakes on pizza, there you go. Breakfast cereal pizza, just like Turtle Flakes. A Saturday morning dose of Ninja Turtles goodness. Right, Gray? He's like, I don't know. I drink a bottle. So, if you remember in the last episode, um, we did find out that these reactors are being used for something. Uh, and apparently the Foot Clan is uh, responsible for robbing these factories that have these these generators. Um, and I think in this episode we find out exactly what it's for. Now I have a gut feeling it might just be the Technodrome. So now the Turtles are exploring the sewers, trying to find out what's going on in the actual sewers because something's been breaking through the pipes and do, uh, drilling these huge underground tunnels. Now they're finding the foundation where the building uh, that flooded in the last episode is. And here it is. Here's that iconic uh, shot at the very end where April's leading the turtles through those uh, underground caverns or tunnels. And you see that in the uh, closing screen. And there it is. There's the Technodrome with the eyeball at the top. And Treader is hot. Hey, Greg. Great. Terrific. We're on the run, and that idiot wants to... So, hey, there's Pat Fraley there, but I don't think we actually saw him in the shot yet. That's kind of a cool build-up. We hear his voice, but we don't see him yet. And here he is. There's Tentacle first. You wouldn't be shredding anything if it works for me. I have given you... There he is! <laughs> <sighs> no one does it like Pat. What I don't understand is how did um, how did Crank get there in the first place? Well, I, I do know that he needs a body, and the deal is that Shredder will provide that so long as he can get his army, or as long as Crank can get his army. With the body I've designed, no force on Earth could stop me, including myself. <laughs> don't jinx yourself there, Crank. And I love the uh, back and forth between these two. You know, they got a pretty funny exchange going on here. You know, each other, they, they need each other, but at the same time, they don't trust each other. Tell me how to defeat the turtles. And this is the beginning of the grumpy old married couple. Mutate my own people. The possibilities are endless. 
All I need are animals. <laughs> Killers! All right, so Krang's like, hey, Yoshi was mutated from this mutagen. Why don't you get something that's a little bit more fierce than a rat? Like perhaps a warthog or a rhino? And mutate them. I wonder where we're going with this. And now the compound has vanished without a trace. Yeah, it's funny, um, in my little, uh, turtle lair here at the house, uh, I've got a couple of loose figures around the room, and, uh, Grayson, I'll show him, a lot of times when he's getting fussy throughout the day, I'll show him my turtle figures, and I'll even, ask, I'll, I'll say to him, hey buddy, let's go see what the turtles are up to, and we'll go, we'll check out the turtles, and he's fascinated by the colors, he loves bright, vibrant colors, and the 80s turtles figures, they're a perfect example of that. He just kind of looks at him, so I think he's already a diehard Turtle fan. He just doesn't even know it yet. Or maybe he does know it. He does know it. And he's not letting on. <laughs> just like sniffing out a rat. So now we see... Shredder and, uh... Oh no, those are those are the uh, little drilling robots. I forget what they're called. I know I hated them in the uh, Turtles 2 game though. There's the rhino, and there's the warthog. And I'm, I'll tell you what, those little um, unicycle robots—they—they've got a heck of a grip if they can lasso a giant warthog and a rhino. And I always wonder why they were in the same cage. Because you, you wouldn't think they'd get along. And now those unicycle guys are taking them back down under the earth. But not before they tip their hat at the one guy who witnesses everything. I love Michelangelo. This way, I believe. That rock is Did he, uh, the old Tarzan swing there throughout the sewer? Man, look at the size of those tank treads. Well, that dude's driving Shea Stadium around under the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this I love that laugh. my sons. Find some way around all this. I'll try to get through somehow. Through that? So now the turtles, uh, they're following the tracks of the Technodrome, kind of see where it's going. I need volunteers. Yeah. Oh, no, no way. Not me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we don't volunteer for nothing. I need two of you for an experiment. Uh, forget it. It will give you strength and powers undreamed of. So what? It will make you mightier than a dozen mortal men. <laughs> yeah, big hairy deal. It will enable you now Shredder's uh, interviewing his his most elite soldiers to see who wants to volunteer for this. But I only need two volunteers. Just sit. I wish I'd brought some comics. <laughs> wish I bought some comics. 
I can see that it's these huge burling dudes and the mohawk and everything and the 80 shades reading comics. Uh-oh. This is gonna give us all them uh, powers you promised us, man. Absolutely. Of course, you may have a little trouble getting a date on Saturday night. <laughs> so now Shredder's about to pour the mutagen on uh, the guys as they take in the uh, the animals. And back to the sewers where the turtles are still following those tracks. Now everybody be quiet. We don't want to make a disturbance. Hey, Greg. What's the out of our listeners? Hey, buddy. He's got his little Ninja Turtle green pass in his mouth. Oh, and a big thank you again to Josh O'Rourke for his uh, Donatello and Leonardo rattles. I've not opened the Leonardo one because he's been so fascinated with the Donnie one. I guess he's a Donatello fan. Now that's what I call a There's another pizza stand there. I mean, I know this is New York. So there's Ray's Jumbo Pizza, right across the street from Ninja Pizza. It's an excellent competition they've got going there. So now in the new 6 building, uh, April's trying to talk to Byrne about uh, following up on this huge story, this conspiracy that's going on with the reactors. But now Byrne's like, you know what, there was a zoo robbery, you do that instead for now. <laughs> Yo, sister, what's abs? I love their clothes. guys. Well, we had to disguise ourselves somehow. Try to get serious for a moment. I'm at a Love Michelangelo's leather jacket. Two hours ago, a rhino and a warthog were stolen from the Central Park Zoo. And I love Raph with his uh, be, um, his uh, boombox on his shoulder. And now, finally, Splinter, uh, he finds the huge Technodrome. And I mean, it looks enormously massive. So now one of those unicycle robots is trying to lasso Splinter, and they get him. This hole caves in, we can dig our way out. You can't. Yeah, we know how to handle ourselves in the sewer. <laughs> oh man, they fell a long distance. I'm surprised that didn't really hurt them. Master Splinter's walking stick. He's never without it. He must be in trouble. Indeed he is. If you want to see him again, you'll have to come in. It's gotta be a trap. I hate it when he says that. Don't ask questions. Just get a camera crew down here now. What do you mean I gotta have a story first? This is the story. Oh, yeah? You too. All right. Ah, I'll payphones. Find out how good these turtles really are. I remember there was an old payphone uh, by my parents' summer, uh, summer home. So how do we get 
that was in the late 90s. It was one of the very few payphones left in the in the community. Um, and I remember it was, oh, it was old. It was, uh, they, there were a whole bunch of spider webs in it. Uh, I think the, the glass was cracked, so a lot of little critters got in there. But the phone still worked. I was curious. I tried it one day. <laughs> well, I feel like a marshmallow in a nutcracker. All right, so now the turtles are in the Technodrome trying to find Splinter. And Raph makes short work of those little uh, unicycle droids by putting both his size in there. This must be some kind of manufacturing plant. I love all these crazy-looking droids. But don't worry, that's not, they're not the droids they were looking for. Oh man, I love that spider one. If they do, I don't like the odds. Yeah, we were trained to fight people, not can openers. So, like, what do we do? <laughs> you and Raphael cut around to either side. I bet he doesn't have to ask for a can opener. What will you do, Leonardo? Well, somebody's got to take the middle. Attack! Oh, I love it. Love that. Somebody's got to take the middle. And then Leonardo just busts out the katanas and uh, screams attack. The great leader. Turtles fight with honor. Taste cold steel. I'll tell you what, the animation and the detail of this cartoon, I mean, it really holds up. These must be very, very flimsy robots because Michelangelo just does one swipe of his nunchucks and the thing explodes. Oh, man. Rap wasn't messing around. That's a really cool animation. Michelangelo, he hits this one, um, I guess, jet of this one robot. And every time he hits it, it's getting more and more damage each time that eventually blows up. So that one was a little bit tougher than the other one. And I love that battle music. <laughs> I love Raph running away from this. These spikes with his, both of his hands just spread up in the air. So Dantel had this explosive. He tapes it to the wall. Leonardo throws a shuriken. They get through the wall right before that rolly spiky thing crashes into it. So they just dodge it in time. And they see uh, poor Splinter tied up, looking Splinter. so sad. I'll cut you down, Master. I must congratulate. I think it's a trap. It's the same guys we fought last night. You passed your test with flying colors. Test? What test? Your hairy little friend knows me as Oroku Saki, but you may call me the Shredder. The Shredder. Kitchen utensil? 
You would be wise to lose your flippant ways if you wish to join the Honorable Foot Clan. Why should we want to do that? Because it's so here's an interesting part. Shredder uh, wants the turtles to join him. If not for me, this is their first confrontation here, and he's explained the origin story right now. I followed him to this country where I gained my advanced technology, including my rare experimental mutagen. And now he explains how Shredder was actually the one responsible for mutating the turtles. And he says, Don't deny your destiny. Join me. Go suck a lemon. See, listeners, that, you know, when, when life gets you down and you got people that just want to insult you or make fun of you in any sort of way, just smile at them and say, go suck a lemon. Alright, so now we get Bebop and Rocksteady, the first debut, and they are bumbling idiots already running into each other. <laughs> They've already knocked each other out, so that, that, was, that was it for them. Quite the contrast between the uh, IDW comic. And the turtles make short work of the uh, foot soldiers. And poor Splinter's up there uh, just dangling until Leonardo cuts him down. Raph catches him. And Shredder watches all this. You know, uh, the turtles like, come on, Splinter, let's get out of here. And Shredder's like, come on, Bebop, come on, Rocksteady, get up, do something. But now the turtles, uh, they're opening the manhole covers. They're up to the surface. That didn't, that didn't last long. Rest here a moment, Master. You know, that was almost too easy. I really wish you'd stop saying things like that. Yeah, <laughs> Leonardo said what I was thinking. That was almost too easy. And here come Bebop and Rocksteady. This time with ray guns. <laughs> and they throw those heavy mantle covers like they're frisbees. Didn't I see you in the jungle book? And apparently the uh Bebop and Rocksteady got their uh gun firing methods from the stormtroopers. Oh, this is ridiculous. We're never gonna stop those guys. Yeah, those jerks belong in a zoo, not the streets. Michelangelo, that's a brilliant notion. Come on! So now the turtles get this this plan to have Bebop and Rocksteady follow them to the zoo. The party's over here. And they're in a cage that's been opened. Now for the final showdown. Sorry, we'll have to take a rain check on that. <laughs> I'm not sure how they got the the bars to retract down like that, but uh, somehow they trapped them. <laughs> Michelangelo, those dudes are so dumb. Where's the action? Afraid you missed all the good stuff. Well, that's just great. So April's got her camera. She just shows up at the zoo, and she happens to see Bebop and Rocksteady in mutated form. Jawing off the turtles, and she is completely fascinated. What a story! Rocksteady called April a bimbo and said he'd make her eat that camera. What a nice guy. 
We must get Splinter home. Or Rhino. Let's take the van. I'm not letting you guys out of my sight until I've gotten the whole story. You'll get it. Remember, the shredder's still loose. And probably trucking around in that. Alright, so they hop in the van, the news van. And leave Bebop and Rocksteady there, but before long, it looks like one of these little unicycle robots is gonna break them back out. Deja vu. <laughs> Bebop, what took you so long? You. Uh, you couldn't maybe put us back in that cage there, could you? <laughs> I guess they don't want to report to Shredder after that. And this one ends uh, right after that, so there's no pizza-eating ending here that we'll uh, see quite a bit later on. And I think we saw in the last episode as well when they eat the, um, I think it was banana and sausage pizza, so... Uh, excellent, excellent episode. What did you think, Rev? Hey, let's get you closer to the microphone. Oh, come here, little guy. What did you think, huh? He's staring at the mic. Oh, now he's getting that little pop filter. Son, you can't eat that. <laughs> um, so overall, I'd give this particular episode, uh, I'd give it a 9 out of 10. I think this is a great, great episode here. Sets up a lot of things. Um, we get the origin of the turtles here. You know, as far as... Gosh, Grayson is grabbing this microphone. As far as, you know, where the turtles really came from and how they, they've come to be mutated. And how Shredder says, look, you need to thank me. And the way you can thank me is by joining me and the Foot Clan. I love the action scenes. I love Bebop and Rocksteady, Krang, the Technodrome. You know what? I changed my answer. I'm giving this a 10 out of 10. This is this is about as good as it gets. I know the conclusion of Season 1 is is up there, too, so I can't wait to get to that. So, Greybug, what kind of pizza are we going to have to end the episode? I think he wants a pop filter microphone pizza. <laughs> All right, dudes and dudettes. Well, here's to hoping you enjoy your pop filter pizza. And um, as always, enjoy your families, enjoy your friends, and have lots of pizza. Cowabunga, dudes. <laughs>